Hey y'all, and welcome back to Ray of Light TV Podcast. I'm your host, Raven Lynn, welcoming you all back to another episode of Soul Care Sunday. Now you all may know me from Instagram as the YouTuber, TikToker, dancer, or even the girl who's always making encouraging faith-based content. But here on this podcast, you will get to experience me in a whole new light as I take you through our Soul Care Sunday series. Here on this podcast, transparency and healing is the focus behind every episode. So I invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the radical transformation that will occur in this podcast that is destined to leave you better than when you came. Thanks for joining us and welcome to Ray of Light TV. Hey y'all, welcome back to How to Womanhood with Princess and Raven. Mm-hmm. Hey you guys. Yes girl, we coming back with all the tea for part two. Everything that you need to know for how to be a young, safe Christian woman. Living mm-hmm. in the end times, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so how have you guys been? I hope you've been having a blessed and productive week and I hope that you guys enjoyed our last episode. Um, this episode, we wanted to spice it up a little bit with some. <laughs> Why did I just say spice it up? <laughs> and talk about Christian dating. Now, I know everybody may be like, dating, dating in the pandemic, date, dating in these streets. Exactly. I'm going to read y'all a little article that will give you some hope because it's not just us, okay? It's not just us. All right. This article says COVID-19 has made dating harder and more laborious than it was before. Singles have told me in more than a dozen interviews, apps are now one of the only ways to meet people. Let me give somebody a job right now. If you learn how to make an app, that's a job, okay? That's a job. Uh, <laughs> put them on, put them okay. on. <laughs> but it takes weeks or months to take a budding romance offline. Even then, promising relationships sometimes fail to go anywhere because people aren't at their best right now. Being surrounded by disease, death, and financial instability takes an emotional toll. This mm-hmm. is partly why marriage rates plummeted during both the Great Depression and the World War. Mm-hmm. Princess, what do you think about that? I mean, for me, during this COVID time, I really wasn't even planning on um, dating because it was already hard pre-COVID. So mm-hmm. COVID, post-COVID is even harder. You see what I'm saying? So it was like now, I mean, from, from just what you read, it explains a lot of how everything is going on with everyone who's trying to date. It's just, it's very depressing. I mean, I won't call it everything depressing, but for me, my relationship life is like, you know, it's, 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 it's there, it's there, it's there, you go, it's there. Listen, I think the word I would use to describe it is scary because mm-hmm. how do you date when you have to stay six feet? Like, how does that exactly. work? Do we do exactly. FaceTime dates? And then I think it can be very discouraging for people who thought this would be that year of marriage. Like, this mm-hmm. would be my year that where I found mm-hmm. my hubby. And God mm-hmm. was like, actually, no. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> Try again. Okay. <laughs> That's so true, because I know, like I was saying, 
before even COVID-19 started, I was struggling with relationships. So when COVID started, I was getting out of a relationship. And then COVID lasted, what, two years? And everyone's stuck inside their homes. And I'm, I'm getting lonely, you know, being by myself and everything. I'm like, I want to date, but wait a minute. I don't want to catch corona. So how is this going to work? Because I know I even saw on Snapchat, there was, you know how Snapchat has like Snapchat stories and everything? There was this couple who dated during COVID time and did FaceTime relationship. They was on a FaceTime relationship. Yes, girl. And they was eating, like having dinner together. They dressed up and then like they had one phone here and another phone. They made the exact same meal. So, you know, it could, it, it could at least, I like plead the blood of Jesus against that foolishness. <laughs> that is foolishness. They, at least they try because a lot of guys these days weren't even trying. At least this guy even tried with the girl. You see how, for me, that's romantic. I wouldn't do it, but a guy who actually taken the initiative to actually do that, that, I mean, for me, that's like, yeah, you just set the bar really high for any type of cyber dating for me. If I was ever doing cyber dating, my man's not doing that date, yeah, you gotta go. <laughs> You got okay, it, so. but here's the thing. Have you ever been in a long distance relationship? How long? Like, I mean, like a real one. I, I would say like six months or more. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Girl, I've been Mm-mm. in a long, I've been in a long distance relationship before, and my take on it is it's some foolishness. I think people are supposed to be together. That's how you, man, listen, I would never ever do no long distance relationship ever again because mm-hmm. it's foolishness, especially mm-hmm. at our age. Like we should be dating, having fun, exactly. like exactly getting to know what we like. And when you have to be tied down to somebody who literally lives on a whole other mm-hmm. side of the world, world, it's just, it's just crazy. It's foolishness. It, it is. And like how you, when you asked me, have I ever did a long distance relationship? I only, that's why I asked you how long, because I only did one during my first semester of college. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And I was like 600 miles away. I was in Virginia. He was here in Atlanta. And it was some foolishness before the relationship even got long distance, before I even went to Virginia. So I don't know why I would even think to even do that in the first place. Bro. But I think us youth, we use, not even just youth, this, this generation we're in now, we use the word dating too, too too locked if that makes sense because it's like dating for me it's like you go out on multiple dates you know you get to know that person it's like consider study you go out to go get um get to know that um that person you're dating if you don't like that person then you try another date with another person however it goes and then y'all become official but some exactly. people is like some people is like oh i'm stuck with this one person during the talking stage you can't talk to anybody during your talking stage i can't talk to anybody during my talking stage so it's like so girl like, what is what? the ta- I was just talking to one of my girlfriends what? about this the other day I was like the talking stage is so crazy if somebody texts me DM me like do you want to talk I would be like boy I'm what? a grown woman are you gonna pay my car note like are you gonna pay my car note like and if you out of here. That on that talk stage, some people will even go like six months in talking stage to see if I really want to date that person Bro. excuse me we reported live me. from the streets. We reported live she's from the streets. Because calling my name six months in the talking stage. We reported yeah, yeah. live from the streets. This was going yeah. on out here, y'all. We like your ABC, NBC news letting you know everything <laughs> that's going out here in these streets. CNN in the streets, bro. Bro, in the streets. bro, we CNN in the streets, baby. God got us placed out here in the field reporting back bro. live. And let me just bro. tell you, it's ghetto. And, you know, I want to go home. I want a refund, full refund for my money. 
So let me tell y'all. Okay, back. So we talk about Christian dating. So when I was in, when I was at Kennesaw State, I fell in love with somebody. Um, won't say his name. Kennesaw but I, guys. I felt no. Game he didn't even, worth it. Bro, he didn't even go to Kennesaw. It was a long story, but I fell in love with somebody in Kennesaw. It was beautiful. It was awesome. Then COVID hit. No. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. And then it was long distance. And that's why I was saying your long distance kind of made sense because at least your person was in Atlanta. So when you mm -hmm. had to go back home, he was there. My person was still in Atlanta when I had to come home to Cleveland. And that like made mm -hmm. things like 15, 15 <clears throat> times harder. Hallelujah. But we mm -hmm. still believe God for restoration. Of every of every romantic of relationship that had to die at the hands of COVID. <laughs> yes. oh my for me, for um for me for Christian dating, since that is the topic that we're on, I'm not even gonna lie to you. Um I only had one relationship out my whole life. Yes. So I mean, I know for a lot of people, it's like, oh, she don't really have experience because she had one relationship. Yeah, I had, I had experience. Now. I said one relationship. I don't mean I never dated before. I don't mean I never looked in a talking face. But it's never gotten that far for me to be able to call a guy mine. You see, I was, I was like the tomboy inside, you know, high school and everything. So for me, I only hang out with guys. So I knew everything that was, I knew the games that they would play. Um, I knew how they would be talking to girls. And if someone, a guy tried to talk to me, my homeboys would be like, nah, I don't talk to him. He's a, he's a, he's a F boy or nah, I don't talk to him. I would see, you know, some grimy stuff already. So it's like, it really kept me back from a lot of relationships. So when I did find out one boy, this was, he's the reason why I became a Christian. We're really be honest. Cause I was praying to God that and I was like, God, can you please get this boy right? I really want him to be mine. I'm praying for his well-being and everything. I'm and I never, in the I mean, spirit. I prayed before. I, I, I was wanting more in the spirit before I even knew what Warren was, girl. <laughs> Warren for something that wasn't even mine in the first place. Something that the enemy sent me. I was fighting the enemy off when he was right in front of me. That's the sad part. That's the sad part. But real talk, Christian dating for me has really been hard because I'm realizing that everyone has this different type of Christianity. And it's so weird because it's like we all seem to be on one accord. I'm a biblical Christian. You see what I'm saying? It's like some people are like, oh, I'm a Christian, but I do this. I'm a Christian, but I do this. I, oh, you you too spiritual as a Christian. I'm just like, mm, I go by Bible. As a Christian, I, I go by Bible. I, what the Bible says, this is what I'm supposed to do, this is what I'm supposed to do. I go by biblical relations. So if I don't see this in, you know, if I don't see this fruit, this root, let's be honest, this root inside another guy, I cut it off right then and there. And that's what's really been hard. I th I'm thinking, let me get a seasoned Christian. Maybe that would make more sense. No, no, dating still has been hard. Because for me, I thought, okay, so he's a Christian guy, you know. It's fine. Oh, he's the top of my list. Now I could date him because a Christian guy. Yeah, but his personality ain't tech. He's he's spiritually grown, but emotionally as a child. You right. see what I'm saying? Like he he he's physically there, his body looks nice, but he he's still he, he's still in the incubate stage in his spiritual life. He don't pray. I need a guy that could pray intercede on my behalf i need you know a prayer what, princess, let's talk about it because when people when i be hearing people say like they don't pray like what does that even mean <laughs> what does that even like mean? What, what do you mean you don't like you don't ever pray ever you don't even say a little no. something like jesus help me like you don't do none of that like <laughs> bless your food you don't bless your food not even, you know that mean when a boy be like amen here we go 
Somebody's Y'all reporting right? live from the streets. <laughs> it's ghetto. They don't pray out here. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Take the back. Like, I am scared for the person. Like, I ain't saying every day you got to be in your prayer closet warm for 45 minutes. But you don't wake up and be like, God, I thank you. Like, God, I God I bless, thank you. bless exactly. the day ahead of me. Exactly. God, the, op, the ops out in the field ready to get me. My ops me. coming against me. Exactly. Let him know. I'm, I'm being honest. I, I actually heard that from a couple of people that they really don't pray. I'm thinking, you know, I'm not expecting, not everyone's a prayer warrior. Everyone should be intercessors, you know, pray on the behalf of friends and family. Yeah. And, you know, people on the street, even this government, the president, and everything. But not everyone do that. You right. see what I'm saying? And not everyone, even before they go to sleep, repent. Like, yeah. that's one of my biggest things. Like, Me I'm too, a repentful person. Yeah. I, oh, before God. I even knew that was a Christian thing, my mama always had that installed in me. Repent, 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 repent. I was so heavy on that. So, like, the guys I be talking to now, they, they be doing a couple of things. I'm like, you want to repent for that? Like, I ain't doing nothing wrong. All right. All right. All right, yeah. if that's what it is. But no, girl, this Christian, this 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 dating life is hard. It's hard as a Christian out here. It's hard as a Christian. It's hard woman. out here in the street. Okay, so I want us to take a pause and switch gears for our people real quick. Mm-hmm. So I think first we should <clears throat> define what Christian dating is because I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of people are listening and they like, what is Christian dating? Mm-hmm. So in your opinion, princess, what does Christian dating mean for you? Is it dating a Christian or is it dating in a godly like manner that shows the light of Christ, that shows the love of Christ and then getting with somebody like in second Corinthians six says being equally yoked with somebody Mm -hmm. who's on the same accord on the same light, on the same path as you. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Um, Christian dating a godly dating is basically honoring God. Yeah. And how how y'all go by by dating and what y'all do. Um if if it, if you know as a person this is not biblical nor does it honor God in any type of way or form, I cut it off. So yeah. Christian dating for me strict definition is honoring God which means lining up with his commandments as well. Expressing your love for God with both each other. You see what I'm saying? God loves unity. So coming together at the Getting to the step to come together as one, like the prerequisites of coming together once. That's what Christian dating is for me. Yeah. So I love that. You. I think I, girl, I explain, I, I mean, not I explain, that's not even a word. I, I would say the exact same thing. Um, I mm-hmm. like that you said Christian dating is honoring God. You know, I think that sometimes as Christians who get so caught up in like the religion of everything, we look mm-hmm. for a strict manual. So mm. it's like Christian dating has to look like this. It has to follow these steps mm-hmm. or it's not so. And I love the fact that God gave us, um, you know, his Holy Spirit that can decipher what is right and right and what is wrong. Like, you know how the Bible says all things are lawful for me. All lawful. things are mm-hmm. lawful, but not all things are good. It's so good. It's, yes, ma'am. You, ha- you have to be able to decide. And that's part of the spiritual maturity is saying, although God didn't say kissing is a sin, although God didn't say kissing is not a part of Christian dating, is the is the type of kissing that we're trying to do, is we're it honoring God? Do. Is it exactly. honoring God or is it honoring the flesh? And what mm-hmm. can we do in this, you know, dating that can honor God in a more pure way? That's 100% true because I know um, 
that's one thing I shun upon when my my first ever Christian dating, Christian relationship, whatever you want to call it, because I really don't count it as a relationship. But that's one thing that him and I, we decided we was not going to do. We was not going to kiss. Yeah. Because I was coming, before I became a Christian, I lost my virginity. So you, so you see what I'm saying? So I knew that I would lead up to something and I didn't want to feed my flesh. So it was like, okay, I can't do that. I can't, you know, I don't want to kiss him. He doesn't, we, him and I should not kiss because it's going to be, you know, it's going to lead into something else. Right. But one thing that I knew for sure and two things for certain is that it wasn't the fact of me kissing him that was the problem. Mm-hmm. It was how I thought of the kiss behind it and how yeah. I thought of him. It's never always the action. It's always the intent behind the action. So kissing him, I could come and kiss my grandma. I could kiss my, my nephew, my little nephew on the lips or something. It's not the problem. But if I know that kissing is me feeding my flesh, I had to cut it out. And I knew that's exactly what I was doing, like how you said feeding your flesh. He knew it too. Like, certain, certain, certain sparks was, was flowing when we was kissing. Now, that should not be there. <laughs> that should not be there. So we literally had to cut that out. And that was in a way of us honoring God because we sacrificed our flesh for him as one. Yes, and that's just in that. the dating stage. That's not even in marriage. That's the dating stage. Right. So, yeah. No, I think that's awesome. <clears throat> also, another point I want to bring up, or if you are somebody who is like a little analytical and needs a checklist, I got something for you. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that it says, the number one Christian dating rule should be instead of godliness, quote unquote, whatever that means to you, look for growth in your partner's faith. Mm. So that's hitting mm. the spot. If we're talking about honoring and serving God through the way we love others, the Bible says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. So judging others, that elitism, that faithism that some of us have, like I've been more saved for 75, I've been saved <laughs> for seven years, and you only been saved for seven months, that is not biblical. That's the Bible not. says we should always be like babes unto Christ. We are always mm-hmm. surrendering ourselves and walking humbly before and, God. Mm-hmm. And so loving another Christian <clears throat> and dating in a Christian way, is not judging others for that lack of faith their Mm -hmm. lack of intercession their lack of whatever look for growth in your partner's faith because that's what god does us god didn't call us when we were full spiritual warriors god took us when we were still in the streets exactly some of us still in the streets still in the streets some of us still there yes but god you know he leaves the 99 for the one he loves us so deeply and so that's the type of love that we have to strive for. Even in these gentlemen, they may not be perfect. You should throw perfect out the door because perfect don't even no exist. Perfect, perfect only exists for one one person. I I learned that yeah. was, there was only one spot of perfection, and Christ took it when yeah. He died on a cross for us. So that spot of perfection does not exist to human beings, and I mean, be in our de- definition unless you're talking about Christ. That's that word only resurrects itself when you're talking about the resurrection of Christ. So do not include that word in your definition when you're talking about perfect and human needs. It don't mix. It do not mix. It does not mix. And that's your daily vocab lesson from Princess. Okay, period. <laughs> Can I get an amen? I, amen. Okay, so literally, like, even though people identify themselves as Christian, it's still a walk of faith. We walk in this, we walk mm-hmm. in this faith out daily. And so mm-hmm. you have to be loving. You have to be understanding. Now, with that being said, don't ignore the red flags. Don't right. be unequally yoked. Don't be living <clears throat> with somebody who is intentionally walking in darkness. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to live safe. Mm-hmm. They're not thinking about trying to do better or trying to live in a way that is equal with your spirit. But mm-hmm. if they're still struggling with something, like I know 
a lot of my male friends still struggle with, you know, certain things. If Mm there's a struggle is okay. God is not intimidated by a struggle. So why are we so overwhelmed and so, oh, I'm so, oh, holier than thou over a struggle. Like Mm -hmm. struggles are real. We're still, we have, we're still putting our flesh into subjection daily, but how do we live in such a way that God did that he doesn't care about it. He just comes down and he comes down and he's trying to pull us out the fire. Who go pull who go pull our brothers out the fire if not us? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and also on that topic of struggles, I um like how she made clear like how she made clear that we all understand we all struggle. You see yeah. what I'm saying? But do not pet the demon of struggling. Because yes. a lot of us we like to make the excuse of oh um, everyone has this sin or everyone struggles with this or everyone goes through this or he's just another boy. No, 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 no. If we continue to allow that, like, let's say, let's say someone's struggling with, with sexual sin. You see what I'm saying? Like masturbation and everything. Sometimes we allow that to, to, ha- to allow that to manifest in, into our relationships and ourselves and let it sit by saying, he's just a boy. Oh, he's controlling. He's just a boy. That's what boys do. No. It's a struggle. Don't pet the demon. No one's telling you to put the bandage over the stem. No, rub some walk, rub an alcohol on it. Wipe that out, clean it up, and give it to God. That's what you're supposed to do. Help with the growth in that process of that struggling. No one's telling you to dismiss the struggling. Right. No one's telling you to act like the struggling is not there. Acknowledge the struggling is there. Help to fix it. And the person does not want to fix the struggle, bye-bye. The street's been calling your name since day one. Bye-bye. Go back. <laughs> Go back. So yes. On today's episode is he for the streets. Princess <laughs> Princess, we need to do a part two for this because we really should have got celebrities. We should have got a picture of celebrities and we should have been like on today's episode is he for the streets, okay? He is news flash. <laughs> news flash, he's for the streets, okay? <laughs> to tell you the truth. Okay, let's look at Christian dating rule number two. Okay, so they're saying that there may be no such thing as too fast, okay? You know how they always have the stereotype of, like, Christians date for a year and then they get get super married because of the scripture with Paul, like, if you burn and you need to go get saved. Mm -hmm. I feel like as, okay, and this is something that I've been pondering upon. I feel like as the world develops, as the world matures, as we grow, you know, not only in the spiritual, but also as the world develops, we're not living in 1930 no more. Mm-hmm. I don't know if dating you for a year is enough to know if I want to spend the rest of my life That's with you. Life if you, to know if you are a provider, to know if you're serious about your work ethic, to see if you're on the same level with me. And I feel like a lot of Christians are still living by this example, like, I feel like I need to have sex. So we just go get married and then they end up in marriages that they hate marriages Mm -hmm. that they really don't like. And if you have been patient, if you had used Luke 11, which we always go back to, if you were seeking and knocking Mm -hmm. and really trying to see and asking God about this man, he would show you maybe he's cool for now, but down the road, he ain't going to be the one for you. I have a story behind that before we continue. Because some of y'all, some of y'all might think what we're speaking ain't truth. You know, some of y'all might think this ain't no truth. This is just their own side of the story, whatever they case may be. That's cool. But let me let me break it down for you. I was dating, I was about to talk to this one guy. Listen, I said talk. I did not say date. So I'm not even like intertwined with him for a little bit, picking his mind. No, 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 no. 
I was talking to this one guy, you know, we're doing pillow talk during the night time. This was doing our prayer time. I left my midnight prayer for this boy. Okay. Okay. So let's, let's this is this is real, but this is about to get real. Okay. I was talking to him and I have a really close relationship with God. Like I was telling y'all, I came to God because of my ex. So I was crying to God. I had I gained an intimacy with God because of my ex. So God and his and in his, you know, being as holy, being my father, being my friend, being my comforter. Right. He was very, 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 very particular who I talk to, who I mingle with, who I date. So there's one guy that I was about to start to start messing with. God literally showed me inside a dream of him cheating on me. And we wasn't even dating. You see what I'm saying? He, he showed me that this boy had a whole girlfriend. And me on my end, I'm still trying to mess on him. I'm still trying to talk to him and everything. Still trying to get his attention. But he has his, he has a whole girlfriend on the other side. And he's telling me he has a girlfriend. So when I woke up out of that dream, I'm like, mm, bro, enemy, I repeat you. Satan, I repeat you. You try to mess this up. Satan, I repeat you. Like, don't try this. Not now. <laughs> the next thing you know is two days later, two days later, he calls me complaining he was like yo and i mean, remind you he doesn't have my number or anything we only been texting over instagram and he slid up in my dms you know he, he slid right through we've been texting on instagram and everything he called me on instagram i'm like this joker is calling me on instagram okay let me pick up ding 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 ding, ding. what you want what you want trayvon what you, what you got going on what his name trayvon i want to show what his name trayvon the bro ghetto so he's calling, he's calling, I'm trying to figure out, like, what you, what's going on, you know? He calls me, he, he's asking me about, oh, um, um, I'm really having a um, hard time in my relationship with a guy right now and everything. I'm like, okay, you want to talk about that? Look at that check, the first check on my list. I'm so he's a holy guy. Then he leaves, he proceeds to talk about his girlfriend. He said, yeah, me and my girl really been struggling. I said, what you said? He said, me and my girlfriend. I said, oh. So I'm sitting here. I'm like, God, I pray on you. I was like, God, what should I do? Should I be a Christian or should I, should I backslide real quick? Just backslide for one second and curse him out. Should I, should, what should I do? But I remember God already showed me in a dream before it happened. So I could not act surprised. I could not act upset. I could not even cry about it because the dream was already shown to me. He talked to me about the girlfriend. I'm giving him advice on the girlfriend and everything. And then that was it. Then next thing you know, him and I start talking more because he told me after that, now he was about to break up with the girl. So I started liking him again. I'm like, okay, he's about to break up with her. So that means it's good for me to slide through. Remember how I told you inside a dream, he told me he had a girlfriend. And then I still went back to try to talk to him. Yeah. And boom, it happened exactly like how God predicted it to happen. Wow. I still try to talk to homeboy. He's still to this day, still trying to text him. Just letting God know, like, God, like, thank you. I, I. Like, yo, you're really my girlfriend. You're letting me know what's up. You just told me what happened. And to this day, like, my relationship with God, any God, God and guys has really been on it. You see what yeah. I'm saying? He had to show me a dream. He had to give me a word through somebody. Or I feel inside my spirit, something, something and right? A guy will call me and everything. I'd be like, God, I feel like I should not never did that. God sent me to Proverbs 26 where it talks about the work of the fool. I'd be like, dang, so you calling me a fool now because I just talked to homeboy? So you call him a fool. So this is what we're doing. We went to this level. All right. I see y'all. Bro, you are too silly. Right. Yeah. So what she's saying is facts, though. What you're saying is facts. Like, 
this, 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 you know what, continue your steps because I'm getting more insight than I already know. Continue with your steps. I just needed them to know what. Hallelujah. <laughs> no, that's so true though, because I feel like what we forget that because God is our father and we have to be like so perfect or whatever before him. <laughs> Remember perfect. We canceling out our, di- our definition Can't, dictionary. It does not exist. But God is really our friend. Like his word is true. We can take him at his word. And God wants to be a part of even our dating, even in our sing- even in our season of singleness. singleness. You know, God is still yes. in it. But even when we want to start talking, you know, whatever, let God in. He goes show you the truth mm-hmm. anyway. He'll never let he'll never leave you nor forsake you. That's the facts. Mm-hmm. He don't leave you when you get a boyfriend. He doesn't leave you when you want to do something a little sneaky. He there and he gonna show you this not what you want to mm-hmm. do, daughter. That's not what daughter, you want to do. daughter, that's not what you want to do. You don't want to get into this. He's not the one. But you know what my problem be? I always be like, God, why can't you just show me why he's not the one? If we really friends, if we really tight. Exactly. Just tell me what it is and what it's not. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> God, no, for real, though. I see why we playing these games? Because he wants to tell me what's, what, what is he doing? What is he doing? And then one thing I got really in the habit of doing is asking God, who is this person inside the spirit? Yeah. Because we judge people, we're supposed to judge people by the spirit, not by right, the Right, exactly. I mean, not, not by the flesh. By the looks. They yeah. may be, yeah. So oh, I know for me, when I got in the custom of doing that, I stopped asking God that question. Why is it he didn't want? Because he doesn't show me the spirit because everything happens in the spirit before it manifests itself inside the physical. So if God showed me this guy's a cheater, it may be 10 years that a lot he's gonna cheat. God done already showed me he is a cheater. He already showed me his spirit is a cheater. You see what I'm saying? Ooh, that's a word. So, girl, that's a word. Girl. <laughs> that's a word because they, they really do be ungodly cheaters. That's very sad. Ooh, yeah. Wow, that's really confirmation. Wow. Mm. That's mm. crazy. Okay, so we got three minutes left in this meeting. So we got to stop this meeting and start it back up. But we go do it this time. One second. <laughs> All right, we go close this one. All right, y'all. All right. We gonna see y'all soon. Okay. So- hey, y'all, welcome back. We had to take a little break to change the Zoom, you know, get that free Zoom call. Amen, amen, amen. Okay, but now we're back. <laughs> All right. So Christian dating rule three use social media wisely now this one is very interesting because i know a lot of people and this kind of goes back to the russian thing they want to put like on social media i don't know if i want to post him i don't know if you know whatever no thanks is that godly is that godly if we're in a relationship, if we say we're exclusive, is it fair to be treating our gentleman man like he should be a secret from the world? I don't think it's not godly. Yes. I think when it comes down to the basis of principle, then that's a no-no. Because why would you want to date someone that hides exactly. them? It just depends on what's your reason behind it. Like, if you're hiding them because you don't want to be seen with them, you're embarrassed, then yeah, no. You gotta Get to the root so it bears but no fruit. Yeah, God, look at that. But if you hiding them because you know you just y'all not ready to come out yet, yeah, you know y'all still fresh inside your relationship, you still want to give it time before you put it out there. Then you know I I could see, but for me, I don't think it's not godly, but I don't think it is godly. If that makes sense, like I don't think it, I don't think it holds. Any so let me just ask you this: If you was breaking up with someone, 
would you go and go on social media and be like, hey, I'm breaking No, I always thought that was that was ghetto. Okay, then, so I don't think it's I don't think it's like it's it's not golly for you to not post the person. Right. I guess. Cause I know I don't post it. I don't post my I don't post my relationships until like probably like a month in. A month like if it's still fresh, yeah, no, I, I don't I'm not because you could you could you could mess up any time between that time. Period. This is my thing. I think people be following other people and other people be like, No, I'm not posting my boyfriend. So everybody like, oh no, we can't post. We can't post. When I get a boyfriend, child, That's when true. I get a boyfriend, I'm screaming it to the rooftops. He's mine. That's, that's He's my true. man. That's true. See, see, then that's understandable. But I know for I know some people be posting people, and then the next day they will break yeah. up. That's that's one of my things that listen, I don't do. like. I mean, for me, I'm a private person though, so I don't, I don't, I don't. Listen, like you know what I have written in my bio? My Instagram is a virtual what? portfolio through every assignment. So even if it fails, y'all need to be around to see that it's a process. I'm telling you the truth. Who gonna be out here in these streets okay. reporting the truth day and night? But Raven Lynn. Who gonna be out here reporting from these streets what's really going on? Okay, you know what? You know what, Raven? <laughs> you know what, Raven? You just got hired, okay? You just got hired for CNN Christian dating, okay? Because I'm out in this field telling y'all really what's going on. I ain't playing. <laughs> I'm not scared to show my scars. Yeah. And I, I don't care. <laughs> What's part four, girl? What is what is rule number four? <laughs> um, yes. Okay. Christian dating rule number four. Stay open to a friendship blossoming into something more. I feel like we so quick to friend zone these guys and we select people. Go ahead. Sorry. Revisit number three. Okay. Reason why I say that is because we missed something in that line of number three. There was something I really just like. I I it, I just heard it minister to okay. my spirit. We we want rule number three said again for right. the audience. Christian dating rule number three. Use social media wisely. Let me read what else it says. It says for those who think Christian dating rules should askew all social media as a means of authentic connection, think again. That is certainly not what is being prescribed here. The truth is more exclusive mm-hmm. platforms with superior vetting and matching system can bring together Christian singles. And then it also says it can be easy to like, comment, and tweet at a whole range of singles at once. So it exacerbates a less pure form of how singles are approaching each other today. Uh, cut it. That's not the most important part about Christian dating rule okay. number three when it comes to use social media wisely. What's one of the most posted parts that we now live in a social media day and age. So your identity, when people see you, when it, social media is basically your resume. You see what I'm saying? So it's like what you post could really dictate how the person perceives you. And it's bad to say, but that's how, that's just how society is we're yeah. in nowadays. So I know for me, if I'm dating a guy and I'm call myself a Proverbs 31 woman, but I'm dropped low on my knees, shaking my butt, I'm supposed to represent my guy when I leave the house and when I am in the house, especially when I'm on social media. You're not supposed to be doing that. You see what I'm saying? Especially for those guys out there. You know you're dating me. I got you posted over for my page and everything. And you coming in, girls, D and sliding and stuff like that. It's ungodly. It's ungodly. You see, that's when it becomes ungodly because that's 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 even that's expectation. 
was that's just a big no-no. So I think one of the most important tactics of social media when it comes down to Christian dating is that that is your resume. Because I'm telling you, if, there are times where I could, a guy would just start talking to me and I look up his name. I would look up his Instagram. I look up his Facebook. I look up his Twitter. I look up his mama Instagram to see what she's done posted about him and everything. I look up his grandma. All of them stuff trying to figure out who this guy is before he even called me. Be like, oh yeah, I went to this castle. I already know. I knew what high school you went to. That's I know a lot. Great. You, I know That's a lot, friends. I know exactly. <laughs> but I be stalking, okay? So if you try to talk to me, make sure you come correct. Make sure your resume is in because I stalk, okay? I get down to Listen, that's yes. one of the pros of social media. It lets it know everywhere. I mean, it lets you know everything from your eighth grade recital to who you are. We gonna know. We gonna know from social media. We gonna know. So make sure you are putting your best exactly. foot forward to be my mans, okay? That's why I'm very careful. That's why I said I'm a, I'm a private person. I'm very careful what I posted. When I was an influencer for social media and I was getting paid yeah. and everything for this, it was it was a different story because I'm getting paid for the life I live. You know what I'm saying? So I'll post in what I eat, I'll post right. what I wear. And also now that I'm really coming to God, it's like I don't y'all don't need to know right. my business. Y'all don't you don't need to know all the things. So I started deleting everything. But my past was like, oh I know princess, I'm telling you, I could go in Walmart. Oh my god, you the princess Lama. How you know me? Oh you intact ladies and let me let me let me specify because i already know people gonna be in the comments you don't matter what you wear we not doing it for the man blah, blah, blah. Exactly. if we're talking about doing christian dating like how we're saying we are honoring god through our actions so that even means on instagram mm -hmm. not being in his best friend's dms when we're trying to talk to him mm -hmm. not doing grimy things because mm -hmm. god sees and hears and knows all mm -hmm. even on your instagram and twitter not, facebook no, oh. he know what you're doing he he know he know who you having little messages with when you when you shouldn't with, uh, and Twitter after hours. Exactly. I'm calling it out. Exactly, <laughs> call it out and let them know honoring honoring your man is honoring right. God, loving God's people. That's loving Amen. God Himself. So, so people need to get that straight. Like girls, be saying, "Oh, I don't wear these clothes for guys." Girl, I don't care what you wear. I don't care you. I, when you die, I'm not answering. You're not oh, no, answering that's me. Right. You see what I'm saying? I'm not saving your life. That, I didn't die on the cross for you. You don't gotta. You don't gotta wear what you wanna wear for me or whatever, even for a guy, because he ain't dying on the cross right. for you. But you're supposed to still respect exactly yourself. and respect one another. Respect when they respect not, God, yeah. when they respect by, when and they, we just gotta be. When they love. Love. That's a different. We not. We not gonna do this today. We ain't gonna God. even get on when they love die. <laughs> what? Reporting from the street, a new conversation has just been on the street. It's heated, it's heated, it's heated. Reporting from the street. It's bro, report. We're moving Ooh. on to port number four. Port number four. Stay open to a friendship blossoming into something more, okay? 
Listen, you should. I was listening to this podcast today. It is not healthy. It is actually a toxic pattern for you to go into every relationship thinking this man is the one God has sent for me. Just because you're Christian, he should be my husband. No, baby, no, baby, no, baby, no, baby. It's still a process. No. Even though you're a Christian, even though you're saved, it doesn't mean that you don't have to go through the process. It's going to be trial and error, and I'm ministering to myself, okay? You, you don't have to go in thinking every man is going to be your husband. No, you are you are mm-hmm. missing what it's all about. Get to know people. Get to love people. Get invited on a few dates. Have your hot girl, exactly. have your hot girl summer. You know, of course, saved edition, hey. modified edition. Hey. <laughs> Y'all hear princess in a minute. Modified edition. But God ain't going to let you skip the process. You ain't going to get to skip the line to marriage. You're going to have to go through the toiling. And, you, and you're going to have to learn, okay? So that's not toxic because I know that would be me. As soon as, after I got saved, as soon as I got a boyfriend, I would be like, okay, God, so I already know this is going to be the man, this is going to be my husband. And God really had to sit me down and say, no, baby, that's not how it works. I get your heart. Your heart is in the right place. You want to be saved. You want to wait till marriage. But marriage is not all about sex. Marriage is about so many bigger things that you have to go through the process to understand the person. Can they supply? Do they have money? Or do they have an anger issue? Do they have generational things in a bloodline that they need to get worked out first? Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Now, that, let's talk about that. Because that's deep. No, 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 no. That's deep. Because look, at, look at you. Look at you. That's deep. Because I know, I know a lot of people, they just want to date just to date. Every, every you when you meet people in a season, every person you're supposed to meet, you're supposed to meet them for that. Everything season, for under season. heaven, every purpose under heaven Everything. has a season. Go to Ecclesiastes, it's right there. Oh, for, for it's real. right there for real though, because some people be trying to skip seasons when they. It says inside the Bible when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. It does not say when a man finds a girlfriend and turns him into a wife, he finds a good thing. It says when a man finds right. a wife. He finds a good thing. That go means you the- have to go through the season of preparation. Princess, like to here to get to be the princess wife. preach on I this know, platform. I told you I ain't preaching. Not the mic. The mic is dropped. Mayday, mayday, drink drop. <laughs> we should not be doing this. <laughs> but people really need to understand that they this a preparation. Woo! For That's the revelation. Every season that you go on, That's the revelation. every season that you go on is always depending on the, the season that you have previous and after that season. People don't really understand that. I know for me, sometimes I be trying to skip seasons. I'm like, God, can I just graduate uni already? I'm tired of it. Give me my career. Give me my degree. No, princess. You still have to take the prereq classes for that class. You still have to pass this test. You still have to study. You still have to get everything you need to know. So when it is time to get the degree, you actually work that earn for it. So when it is time to get your husband, you already went through the trials and error of the 30-day trials from your subscriptions from all these other guys. So now you already know what you need to do for this one relationship. Princess, you, already been you know what I want people. you to Are you on your phone right now recording? I am. Oh my gosh, no, I'm I'm recording from I'm recording Okay, from get your phone, pull out your voice memos and write this down because I need you to go back after this episode, talk about the prerequisites and the test because that was good. We go do something with that. But record yourself. Record yourself from okay. now on. Okay. Okay, hold up. Y'all 
Princess just dropped a gem, so I hope you and your mamas was both listening because that's the thing. He who finds a wife, it is a sense of readiness, a sense of preparation. It's not a girlfriend mm -hmm. who gets turned into a wife five years into the marriage. Why? Some exactly. of y'all are getting married too young. Some of y'all are getting married out of your season, Some and that is why you haven't met your Boaz yet, okay? If Ruth, if Ruth mm. wouldn't have went with Naomi, mm. she wouldn't have found her Boaz. There's, there is a process, y'all. There is a process. You have to go through the trial and errors. It's just like everything else. Everything it's only else. for a season, but trust and believe that when it's time for you to have your, when it's time for you to have your hubby, when it's time for you to have your Boaz, God will already have made sure that he is, um, you know, that you're prepared because God is the tutor and the tester. Yeah. He's going to prepare you and test you on it. Exactly. So you are bound to pass, okay? Mm. You're bound to pass. Mm. You're bound to pass. <laughs> and it's crazy because it's only Christians that have met who do not like the yeah. process. And I'm saying that because I was It's a sense of pride. It's a sense of pride because it's like, because exactly. we know Jesus, because we think we know him and we really don't know him. That's another conversation. We really don't. We, we it's really a sense don't. of pride of we should, we should get this. We should do that. God, I don't want to go through the process. That entitlement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. And mm -hmm. That's not how that works. I didn't, Even I didn't Jesus come here Christ to get preached through the today process. too. Even him, not for real. Even Jesus went through the process. He said, he said when his mama was asking for him, he said, don't you, mommy, don't you know I'm all about my father's yes. business? He was being, while he was sitting there being taught, even though he was the savior, savior he was being taught by the people who he commanded with the law. You yes. see what I'm saying? Those preachers and um, Dale preachers, they had to teach him about his father that he just came down from um, from heaven from. Like literally, people don't understand that this is a process that we have to go through. And it's sad to say that even Christ Christians don't yeah. like it. Christians, and we're supposed to be the biggest people who actually encourage the process. The process. We're supposed to be the examples to non-believers. Yes, we are. And we don't even know how to go through the We've process correctly. Short, looking silly. Yep. I'm just Ooh, that's a, that's price, a word for Hunter like... today. I got to tell you this revelation God gave me. I ain't going to talk about it on the podcast. But that is a conversation, okay? We supposed to be the leaders mm -hmm. and we out here. Let me move on to tip number five. We out here messing Let's move on up. to tip number five. Even while dating... Okay, I don't, okay. Even while dating, a man can and should lead his girlfriend. Let's talk mm -hmm. about it. What you think? Mm -hmm. What you think? What you think? Mm-hmm. 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 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. Reason why I say that is because people get the, 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 the um, people get it misconstrued when it comes to yes. leading versus, versus pulling along or dragging along. There's a strict difference. You lead out of love. I'm only going to follow you because I love you. I'm not going to follow you because you're the head. I'm following you because I love you. Because and I even trust head, you. Even head, that's it. That's it. That's it. If I don't love you, I ain't Princess, we ain't come on here to preach I'm today. I'm not under no mission that I don't. Hey, let these people know that you know where we're reporting from the street, so you got to let them know we're preaching on the street. Okay. Let them know the whole truth is nothing but the truth. I'm only following you because I love you. That's even what God, some, for me, when it comes down when God tells me to do certain things, I always ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, help me to surrender my will for God's will. Because I love God so much and because I want to trust him and because I want to follow him, I submit myself under the mission of God. 
and I allow him to lead because I love him. God's not going to drag me along. God's not going to control me and tell me, no, you're not doing that. He's going to give me his life. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. You don't have to, I'm not going to force you to do anything. I'm still going to lead you, but I'm not going to force you to do anything. But because I love you and you love me, I know you want to come. So I'm going to help you to surrender to me. People don't understand that when it comes down to men. I'm not, I'm not letting nobody lead me, especially one, if you're not being led by the spirit first, why are right. you leading? That makes no sense. You're being led by your fleshy woman to follow you? Rubbish. Rubbish. You from the pits of hell. You're an enemy sent from the pits of hell itself. You're the secret agent. You're the ambassador of Satan. Rubbish. That's not happening. Get away from me. Get away from me. You being led by the flesh and you trying to lead me? What direction are we going? Because I ain't Listen. going with you. Y'all both go fall into a pit if the blind lead the blind. That's what the word says. Exactly. Okay, this is what it says. And this is so good, Princess. I'm glad we're having this conversation. It says, biblically speaking, a man shall always lead his wife. Okay, not simply because this reflects the complementary nature of the two, but also because it is simply practical to maintain this structure. And yet, when you're just getting to know each other, that new boyfriend girl stage, it can get tricky trying to know just how far a boyfriend can or should lead. So get this, y'all. So a good rule of thumb, this is a trick for y'all that need to be writing this down in your notebooks. A good rule of thumb is Mm -hmm. to use a marriage as a yardstick. While a boyfriend should not lead mm. his girlfriend or potential partner to the level of a husband or wife, which is to say that he is not yet charged by God to lead, cover, provide, mm-hmm. and protect, he can absolutely encourage mm-hmm. her. He can lead her in encouragement, mm-hmm. already present devotion and natural gifts. I don't need you to lead me mm-hmm. to be a wife. I, we ain't trying to get led to the finish line. Mm-hmm. God can lead me to be a wife. God, listen, stay mm-hmm. in your lane. Stay in your lane. If God has called you to be a boyfriend for this lane. season, you be lane. a boyfriend. You show me your natural gifts. Be a you be a good boyfriend, okay? Mm-hmm. But when God puts you, like when God puts you in, in that position, when he puts you in the position of a head, that's a whole nother responsibility. Stay in your lane. If you're a girlfriend right now, stay in your lane. Just like what me and Princess were talking about. Know your limits. The last time, everybody, if you're a babe, if you're a babe in the dating realm, stay a babe. Be a babe. Be under some people. Stay a babe. Be, be a under babe. some family members who have had some strong, godly relationships. Talk to them about what they've learned. Be, be able to be, meekness. The word meek means able to be taught. You have to be able to be taught. You have to live humble. It's not, God, I'm tired of you. I'm 35 and I'm ready to be a wife. You go and sit your, you go sit down, okay? You go sit down. You go sit down. And especially not at 20. At 20, you go sit down and learn something before you want to go try to be a wife. You don't know nothing about being nobody's mom. Yo, you don't even. Mom. And that's all I got to say. No, that's true because that's what Ephesians five twenty two, where it says, "Wives follow the leading of your husband, as um as the Lord leads." I think that's what it says. Ooh, God, I, I I'm still getting deeper in my words, so y'all please y'all can y'all can't convict me later. Anyways, anyways, but yeah, that's exactly what the Bible says. And one thing I like about this is that if you all if you want any help with relationships, what does the word say? Anything in life. What does the word say? If the word say that your your wife should follow your husband, that's it. It's no bickering. It's no in-between. It's not God putting it up for debate because he is the judge and he is the 
I'm not even gonna get deeper into that part because that that's a whole nother um, um sermon for me. But no, it says that your wife to follow the leading of your husband. God already ordained it to be that way. Uh, for us, we like to take our own worldly practices and mix them with God worldly practices. And we're like, okay, so this is the doctrine I'm going to yeah. follow because it feels right. It feels my spirit. It feels my flesh. And God gets, you know, God God gets some of the glory out of it. So it's good. You know, it's a win-win for everyone. No, no, that's not how that works. The word says, wife, follow the leading of your husband. Follow the leading of your husband. It does not say girlfriend. Follow the leading of your of your boyfriend. It says wives follow the leading of your husband. If we get that in our mind that the Bible is not up for debate, we will not be having a lot of these arguments, a lot of these conversations. We will really be honest because some of us we like to feed our flesh and it goes to God. That's not how it works. Only you only serve one master. You only serve one master to pick and choose right. wisely. Princess preaching. All right. <laughs> Y'all, we got two more points. We're going to get through our two points. Then we're going to talk about something that's real, real important. Okay, Christian dating rule number six. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get through this quick. Let's just talk about tips because we already talked a little bit about this. It says remain in a position of purity. We already talked about not, you know, doing stuff that's a little bit crazy. Here's another tip. If, you're, if your guy friend is asking to Netflix and chill, okay, okay. It's not a good thing. You should remain outdoors in public settings or in groups. Group dating can be fun. That's how you really get to know somebody's personality and see if they mesh with your friends. Because I know personally, if my if my guy friend doesn't mesh with my friends, it ain't gonna work because I love my girls. Okay? So you need to get in settings where... Y'all can do group dates or, or, or do something fun. Go on a picnic, be in the park, get out in open lights, okay? And don't be in the house under the blankets trying to cuddle. <laughs> don't be in the house. Don't, don't be in the house trying to watch movies after dark. Nope. Nope. Even, no, sometimes. Because that leads into. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. That's tempting. That's That's tempting. No, for real though, people, you'll be like, oh my gosh, you can handle it, we're good, we're good, we're good. And then look at, look at y'all, y'all butt naked in the bed trying to repent to God. No, that ain't gonna work. You already done did it. Stop trying Princess. That is testing. Princess. That is testing. A guy calls me, come on, let's, let's come over, let's watch a movie. I got the free, you know when they used to wear free, that means the mama ain't home and they got the basement for themselves. I got the free, you can come over. I don't know about that one, buddy. No, I'm not going to come over. Come over where? Let's go to the movie theaters if you really want to watch a movie, okay? Let's go with a group of friends if you really want to do all that. I ain't about to put myself in a predicament to get tempted and I want to have sex. Let's go, let's go to I church. Ain't my flesh. I'm let's go even, to church no. together. Let's go to church. You see what I'm saying? Let's, let's go to church together. Let's go to a worship event together. If you call me saying, hey, let's come and let's watch this sermon. Yeah. But if I know no, we're gonna watch the sermon. We're gonna watch the sermon on Zoom. That's another tip. You better watch movies on Zoom. You better stay sanctified in your Holy Ghost house and stay sanctified watching it on Zoom. I'll FaceTime you, buddy, but you won't catch me down in your basement. Because it won't end right. It won't end well. Exactly. And then we all know our limits is better for us. 
it's better for us as Christians if we all understand and know we die to our flesh every Princess, single day. The topics dying to your flesh in a resurrection. The topics we are talking about, Girl, the topics ahead. we are talking about are not hard. The heart of everything we're talking about is stay humble. You have to be humble to navigate charter new charter waters. This stuff is hard. We don't know what we're doing. Being humble is saying, I don't know if I can go over to this boy's house. Yeah, I'm saved. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. sanctified, but I'm not perfect. I'm not holier perfect. than thou. Let's be real. I'm humble under God. And because I don't want to do anything to disrespect him while I'm still in this process, God loves humbleness. God loves meekness. That mm-hmm. is how you please God. Live by faith. Live humble. Mm-hmm. Stay in your lane. Stay in your means. Okay. And and not only not even just about, you know, you're not perfect, but you're right. not ready. You see what I'm saying? For me, I know that when I was, you know, when when I was going through that phase. At the beginning, I struggled. I'm, I'm going to tell you this. Let me, let me hear this. Y'all, this is the first time I ever told anybody this. This is exclusive on this podcast. So if you're not listening you're to me, you hearing it first. Because I'm not dropping <laughs> it again. You're hearing it first, okay? When I first got to seasonal sickness of God, and I was I, I started to wake up, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm here. This is a season. A season colossal day because I read that. Uh, 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 six months ago, I read that. It's not the Bible. So a season colossal day, season collapse um couple years however but i knew i'm devoting this season to god so let me go into seasonal singleness the next day i was caught making out with a guy let me tell you how the story went down the night before i'm praying to god okay you know what god i'm done crying about relationships we're in this season let's get my life together um i want you to help me to get my life together i want you to help me to grow and everything so this is what we're gonna do only me and you it's me and you against the world right now god so let's get this together Next thing you know, it my ex. The very next day, my ex, um, we start talking and everything, and we're like, okay, you know what? I'm still single, but I can still talk to him. I'm not doing anything wrong and anything. He's, he's, you know, we just an ex. It's not like we want to sit here and have sex or anything. He comes over. We're laughing. We're giggling. We go to we go to the little creek, the little creek inside my neighborhood. It's like this this big creek. We go to the creek inside my neighborhood. We're laughing and giggling with each other. And we start making out. And then that making quit. out turns into, and then that turns into, and that turns into, and then I come home and I'm like, oh God, I repent for doing this. <laughs> but you know what I didn't do? I forgot I was in a whole season of this. It ain't even been 12 hours yet. And I just did that. That shows my immaturity because I wasn't ready. I kept telling myself, I'm in a season of singleness. I already established it. The Holy Spirit is going to leave me. The Holy Spirit is going to guide me. You know what even made me leave that environment? Because it wasn't me. It wasn't myself who wanted to leave. This car came. Remind you, we're in the little creek area. We're sitting at the car. We're laughing and giggling. So that the car came. This other car, it came and drove to us. And then it reversed. And then the front of the car is facing our car. Then the man inside the car, he splashes his light on us he goes film film and then he reversed and drive that car and then i said i cry i sat there and i started crying I was like, okay daddy i'm ready to go home let's go get me come get me i'm telling you i will it reminded me of a of a dad pulling his like you know the little kids um you know the little kids harm harmless and everything like when it comes for babies 
has like this little pocket yeah. harmony and it has like a rope behind it, like a like a string. You could pull it so you know you could hold the kid yeah. and everything. You can call it like a leash or something. I felt like God was pulling me, telling me, Okay, it's time to go home. You're doing too much. You're doing too much. Like I've been told you to leave the first time. The Holy Spirit kept trying to tell you to leave the first time. You didn't want to leave. This car came by multiple times. You still didn't leave. It took him to live carelessly flashing, pew, 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 for me to actually leave. I told him, Take me home now. Take me home. We got you. Was like, are you good? Are you good? Like, get away from me. I come inside. I'm sitting here like, did I just do that thing? It was so good, though. It was so good. Though. Then I remember, I'm in a whole seal fitness. I dropped on my knees and I started crying to my dad. I was like, I was not ready. He said, I done things. I was not ready. You was not ready to be out there. I did not I did not equip you to go into the world Live from the streets. 12 hours. Live from the streets. I was not ready. And that's what people have to understand. When you're not ready, what's yours will be yours. But when you're not ready and you take it before God gives it to you, you will damage it in your hands because Ooh. it didn't come from God yet. It came from your hands. And that's not what God wants. God wants to give you something. Everything God gives you is everything God gives you is perfect. Everything God gives you is good. You won't be able to damage it because it came from God. But when you take it before God has already given it to you, you damage it in your hands and you repent to God. And God has to. I'm telling you, when I sat there and I realized that I sat there and I was like, God, I repent for that because I repent for having sticky fingers. I repent for taking things that didn't belong to me. I repent for thinking I was ready when you didn't call me. I repent for equipping myself with the wrong war because I wasn't properly ready for that war yet. I still had the mindset of a girl inside the street when I was supposed to be in some bed holy and sanctified. That's why I should have been when he called me and said, let's hang out. I should have told him no, but I wasn't ready. And God gave me a little taste of what it meant. He was like, this is what happens when you go by yourself. You, first of all, you didn't even send me before you. You didn't even ask your Holy Spirit. You didn't even ask the person, the friend that I sent now to keep you in the right way. You didn't ask him to go before you. You didn't ask him to lead you. You just said, you just put your pants on, you shaved. You make sure you did that. You shaved, you got your, you got your, your beauty on and everything, and you laughed. But what did you do? You didn't even ask me, Daddy, go before me. You forgot about me in that time. And that's the time. Girl, I'm telling you, that's when I really, like, I really took my relationship with God. I tried to. I that's mean, a word, you know, because you know, I, 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 let me tell you something. What I would have did, I tried to. I would have just asked, I would have said, God, is this okay? And then if I wouldn't have heard back, I would have still went. <laughs> I'm growing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Live from the gutter. But no, that is so <laughs> That is right. That is right. Because look, if you're not ready, you're not ready. So this is what I did for y'all. Y'all, okay, you're going to go, all my ladies out here, if you want to know if you're ready to date again, go to Psychology Today. No, this is not sponsored. You go do this questionnaire. It's 15 mm-hmm. questions to know if you're ready. If you pass the test, you may be ready. If not, you may not be, mm-hmm. but the question that always comes back to the humility is asking, whether you're asking your dad, asking your, your, your dad, your father, Jesus, asking your counselor, yeah. asking your counselor, if you go to therapy, asking your therapist, looking internally, asking the Holy Ghost, you have to have a, you got to mm-hmm. have like a panel of people you can go to. The Bible says, in the multitude of counselors, there is wisdom. It's not, it's What's not that? meant for Ooh. you. It's not meant ones. for you to just make decisions in yourself and go and do. That's how you fall into error. But but here, we're trying to grow. It's okay if we've been like that before. Now we're trying to grow and do better. So if you say, okay, God, you know, I've been in my single, my season of singleness for a little bit. 
now I think I'm kind of ready to maybe dip my toe in a dating pool. God, is this okay? You take it to prayer. If you maybe aren't hearing from God, mm-hmm. yeah. if you're not hearing from God, or if you don't think you're hearing from God in the way you should, I would first say, take it to the word. And then after you take it to the word, go to your honor uncle who you trust, go to your mom, mm-hmm. go to your dad. God has put a support yes, system yes, yes, yes. around you for a reason. We can't mm-hmm. be so spiritual that it's like, if I don't ask God and hear back, then I'm just out of resources. No, <laughs> baby, we have an abundance of resources, both in the spiritual and in the natural. And we need both to be a whole person, a whole spiritual being living mm-hmm. in the 21st century modern day. Mm-hmm. It's just the truth. And that's, and also, not only just go to those people, but go yes. to yourself. Some people don't like the truth. They won't tell their own self the truth. No, sis, you still struggle. You're still struggling with daddy issues. You're not ready for this. You still don't know how to love your own self. Other people, what you perceive out there, they see that person, but you know inside yourself, you're not ready for this. And I know for me, sometimes I be so clouded with my own ways that I don't really hear God ministering to me when He tells me I'm not ready. I be sitting here like. I can come to him with a, with a question. I already answered it. So when he tells me something, I didn't even hear it because I already had the answer already formatted. So when someone else tells me something, I already told myself, yes. I already told myself I'm ready. Even though I know I'm struggling with my daddy issues. I'm struggling with lack of love. I'm struggling with my intimacy with God. I'm struggling with actually growing. I, I need, I want, I'm craving hands out right now because I don't know how to stop being lazy. Like those are things that we all, always need to check check ourselves before we go try um let someone else check us this is african saying that says don't let people sing mm-hmm. your song meaning don't let someone sing your name all the single yeah. time you know you're struggling with something bro i don't gotta tell you about it tell yourself sometimes we can't see i'm not even gonna front with you sometimes we cannot see the things you're struggling with but when you know you know you don't need you don't need someone else to tell you you yeah. see what i'm saying girl you done said it all you know, you need, we need to work out our struggles first. Work out your struggles. You may not be ready for a relationship, but you may be ready to go to a therapist's office who can help equip you, who can mm, help equip mm, you for maybe the person that God mm, wants you to have. It's a process, baby. Mm, and mm. that's why individual prayer is so important. Stop looking for other people to tell you about yourself. And, oh, I'll know when they go to God, ask him to show you the mirror of reflection. God, where, where mm-hmm. is the spirit of truth mm. not in me? God, where do I need to grow? Oh, yeah. God, where am I still, you know, being stupid, making the same mistakes? God will show you. God, everything in God is growth. He will show you. Everything in God is life. It's nothing you. dead, nothing dark you. in him. Go to him and he'll show you. Mm-hmm. We ain't come on here to preach. Humble yourself before him. He will show you. We did not. We did not. Humble yourself before him. He will show you. I know he done show me multiple times about my own self. Sometimes I didn't even ask him to. He already did it. And I wasn't ready to <laughs> even accept or even digest the words he was telling me. But when I came to you laughing, but I'm being real. When I came to him and I asked, I was like, God, like, for me, it looks like I can't get anything yeah. wrong. Why is that? Man, so he told me loud and clear because you were lazy. Fix it. And I was like, okay, you know what? That's what we're not about to do, okay? You ain't about to yell at me like that. You ain't ain't about to yell at me like that. But it was something I needed to know. That's facts. No, no, God, no. That's true. That's facts. That's facts. That's facts. Come on, man. Y'all. It may not be the way you wanted it. It may not be the time you went, 
Listen, right. let me tell y'all something about God. Right. God is the spirit of truth. And the spirit of truth don't always sound like how mm. you want it to sound, but it will always be the truth. He cannot lie. If you procrastinate it, if you being mm-hmm. lazy, if you being slacking. And I've heard it too. So we report mm-hmm. live from the streets. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Princess, anything else you want to talk about before we close our people out? I wanted to, this will be a whole nother conversation because this is a big topic. I wanted to talk about okay. sometimes, but I really feel like this should be a whole nother conversation that I will probably do on my own podcast or, you know, girl, we could do it again, okay. actually, because this is something that is very deep. Some, I know for me, I struggle with it. I struggle with so ties. Um, and that's something that God really had to deliver me from because it hindered so much growth in my life and I didn't understand where it was coming from I didn't understand why I was getting attacked so much I didn't understand why I wasn't able to love myself I didn't even understand why I wasn't able to, I wasn't able to love others because my soul was connected to something that I didn't have to be connected to my soul had to be connected to God but because my soul I someone someone broke it down to me and said pretend one person is an act and another person who would. When the axe hit on wood, the axe starts to grow. And when the axe hits the wood, the wood starts to break. So in that, when that axe leaves the wood, the axe has a little bit of pieces of wood still stuck on it. And when the wood leaves the axe, the axe is, the wood is left of an indent where the axe is to be at. And I sat there and I was like, okay, actually, what you, what you trying to say? The fragment of the wood pieces was left with the axe. The soul of the wood pieces was left with the axe. While the axe decides to go in a merry way, move to Virginia, move to New York. But that still, that connected soul was left with the axe. Same way with how that connected soul of the um, the axe was left with the wood because there's an indent, there's an inside, a mark inside that wood that should not be there. And I'm like, God, so what you trying to tell me? For me, my ex-boyfriend, my ex-relationship, my ex-careers, whatever you want to use, there was still pieces of that thing still inside of me that had never been there in the first place. So it was boiling me over time and over time and over time. I was getting bored as a Christian because my soul was connected to something it had never been connected with. And it hindered me in relationships. It hindered me moving forth in life because I was not fully connected there. And a lot of people, they be like, I don't believe in soul ties. I don't believe in soul ties. It's true. Soul ties are true. When you have sex with somebody, let's say that person was struggling with depression. Now you're wondering why you're struggling with depression. Girl. Where you get that from? You wasn't struggling with the person before. Let's say, let's say that person well, had an addictive spirit. It was addicted to drugs. Now you're addicted to pornography. That same addictive spirit just manifested itself different. You're addicted to lying, you're addicted to stealing. That same addictive spirit just manifests itself differently. And that's one thing that guys really been dealing with me on. And I've been talking to a lot of youths on it because it's like, if you understand the power in a soul tie, you will understand why it's important to stay away and connecting your soul to something that you've never been connected with in the first place. The only place you have soul connected to is your father. Girl. Not, not no man, not no crew, nothing. That's the only place you should have your soul connected to. So I'm not going to get deeper into it, 
But I want Leo to minister on that and actually sit on that and think about that because if you know your soul, if you know you're struggling right now, especially after a relationship, and I know everyone's like, ooh, this person just spoke about me, I wasted da 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 But if you know it's been 10 years down the line and you're still dealing with that pain, that trauma, you might have a soul tie. You really might, and your soul is not only just having sex. You can have emotional soul tie because your soul includes your emotions. Your mind, your will, your and your will. emotions. Yeah. You can have a soul tie in everything. If my will was to have a career as being an artist and God called me to be a doctor and I'm still emotionally connected to my own will. Yes. I have that soul tie because it tells me that it's God's will over my will. That soul tie is there. I, I didn't have sex with, with, um, with being an artist. I did not do that. But I still had that intimacy with it because I was drawn over there. That's what I want because I didn't submit my will for God's will. You just have a soul tie with that. You just have a soul tie inside your mind. You just have a soul tie inside your mind. People think it's just only sex, no baby. No, it's baby. more than that. That's not what it is. That's not all it is. It's more than that. It's deeper than that. That's how the enemy, that's how a lot of relationships, marriages get damaged because the enemy, you have left the uh, door open for the enemy to be inside of your relationship. You have let a door open for the enemy to come into your relationship. Because a soul tie was created when you were 16, when you were 15, when you were inside the world. Now you're wondering why your marriage is failing. Because it's a door literally, and Satan has the key. Yeah. Satan has to, he can unlock and close the door whenever he wants to. He can come and go whenever he wants to. You're wondering why your kid's suffering from this and the third. Because that soul tie was connected. And that the same thing, the same demons that one person struggling with, you're struggling with the same thing because of what? That one soul time. Yes. So if anyone needs deliverance on that, oh my gosh, I'm not gonna sit here and cry over it because that's one thing that's like it's been it's been heavy in my Christian my Christian journey. Like you're not gonna move forth until you let that soul yeah. tie go. You're not gonna progress in life until you let that soul tie go. Until you and it's a constant battle over and over. That's not just a one day thing. I mean, some people, you know, if God could God could make a burning bush, shoot. He could do he could deliver you in yeah. one day. But some people you have to go through the process of getting out of that soul time. So I will talk about that, you know, in another conversation to get it deeper. But yeah, you guys, we gotta be careful in these shoots because the shoots are not for everyone. It's not <laughs> all right y'all we have had a lovely discussion i've had so much fun talking with my girl princess and talking with you all this will be posted on youtube um and then we'll meet you guys back here next you know next sunday same time same place what's up <laughs> mm -hmm. anything else you want to close the people exactly, out exactly yeah so y'all have a good one no but you guys have a good week um i enjoy talking with my girl raven every single time when we get off the phone we're gonna go right Girl. back to talking anyway. so y'all have a good one yes oh <laughs> and thank you for coming to our yeah wait Raven. we should pray the people out because we didn't pray them in princess you can lead us in a word of prayer over boo okay wow the initiation okay Father, in the name of Jesus, I tell you, thank you for the gathering. You said when two or three may um, 
scatter, you shall be there. And God is not two right now, nor is it three. It's the multiple people that are listening to this word and allowing this word to minister in your soul. It's the multiple people that have been crying out to your name and asking for your help. Jesus. And you came and you picked me and my friend, my sister Raven up and told him, go and produce this word for my people because they're crying out for help. This is the people you're coming here to. This is the people that came to meet you, God. So I ask as they listen to this word, let this word minister in their soul. And when it goes in one ear, it should not come out the other. I ask that this word should touch people in areas where they, they need it the most. And if this word is not for them, I ask that they you allowed and pass it on to the next person. I tell you, thank you for what you're doing, both me and Raven Life and the lives of our listeners, God, because it's only by your word and it's only by the quotes, it's only by the process you put us through for us to come to speak to them. Because what we go through is not for us, it's for other people. You pull us out the pit so we could go pull your fellow yes, people out the pit. So God, I tell you, thank you. Because as you took us out the streets, God, we're going back to take the other people out the streets. So Lord, I ask as we depart from this, live as we depart from this podcast that you go us our very ways you be of us while we listening you be of us while we sleeping you be of us while we at work you be of us wherever direction we may go god i ask that your hand will be placed upon our lives god i ask that your words will be installed into our hearts god i ask that your words will not only be installed but be printed onto each and every one of our hearts as if it's written on stone God, I ask that your Holy Spirit should deliver us and minister to us every second of yes, the day, God. God. Because it's only you we could do things. We cannot do things by our own hands, nor can we do things by the hands of others. It's only by your will. It's only by your light. It's only by your spirit that we're allowed to move. I tell you, thank you for everything I've done. I tell you, thank you for this gathering. I tell you, thank you for your anointing. I tell you, thank you for my friend, Jesus Christ. I tell you, thank you, God. Because you are God. So I tell you, thank you for being God. I tell you, thank you, Lord. So in your mighty name, I say, amen. Amen. That was beautiful. All right, see y'all. Okay. Bye.